Welcome to episode 239 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, Derek Jeter is part of the group that is going to be buying the Miami Marlins for $1.2 billion. And, and Brian, this is a life-changing event for anybody who is a Marlins fan from a marketability and rest of your life standpoint, because right now they have arguably the worst owner or one of the worst owners in a professional sports who had the entire city finance the stadium to the detriment of the taxpayers. No one goes to the games. They're completely hosed. And instead they bring in uh, arguably the face of baseball of the last 20 years in Derek Jeter, an ownership group that also includes Michael Jordan, but more importantly, Derek Jeter is the CEO of the company. And I think we can just extrapolate and say he's probably going to do the best job that he can to bring the Yankee way to Miami. So from a marketability standpoint, what are your thoughts on Derek Jeter being part of the ownership group that bought the Marlins? Uh, I think it's going to make a big difference for the Marlins in the long run. I think in the short run, there's probably a lot more politics involved than anyone would like to think. So it'll probably take a little bit of time before it really has an impact that Jeter's involved. But in the long run, you're bringing somebody that, yes, in one way you can you can say that he's almost the face of baseball or was the face of baseball, is however you want to categorize Jeter. But more importantly, he's somebody that understands coming from market one, the biggest, hardest market in the world for baseball. You, you've got a guy that has, has figured out how to navigate his personal brand, help continue help elevate uh, a dynasty of a brand meaning the yankees somebody who understands a bit more of the polished dare i say corporate type of environment that the yankees have been you know famous for but but it plays to their favor you've got all of those disciplines connections understandings personal branding that's going to now be a part of an organization that has had so many issues for so long the the upside is now infinite, essentially. So I, I think it's going to be incredible in the long run, and I'm very excited to see how hands on Jeter gets. You know, after this, uh, you know, the transition over to this group. So I think the number one thing that Jeter brings is stability. So even right now, Giancarlo Stanton has the world on fire. As we're taping this, he has had six consecutive games in which he has hit a home run. He leads the majors. He is, the, he is the talk of baseball right now. And the next logical thing that everyone in baseball is saying is, are the Marlins going to trade Stanton? Because right now they're not in the playoff hunt. You look and you've got to take the assets that you have and what could you get for a player like that? So right now the Marlins are a very interesting brand having one of the top five players, but as a team success, it just isn't there. So the next question I have for you, Brian, from a CEO standpoint, you're you're building a $100 million agency. Derek Jeter, we know he's great with a personal brand. He's great on the field. But what about Derek Jeter, the CEO? So now he's going to be wearing a few different hats. And certainly there's going to be some connections and a lot of things that he's going to be able to positively change. But this is now a business role. And the, the first thing that I think about is Michael Jordan became the owner of the Charlotte Bobcats and everyone's like, oh my God, MJ, this is going to be the coolest thing over, ever. And he's been a bad owner because uh, he's Michael Jordan and just because he's the 
greatest athlete ever, growing one of the biggest brands ever, does not necessarily translate to, I mean, look at Phil Jackson in the Knicks as the GM role. So from a CEO standpoint, what challenges do you see Derek Jeter facing, knowing that he's now going into a business world from a player perspective? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a difference, but at the end of the day, in my opinion, a great CEO is a great leader. And Jeter, of all people in baseball and maybe sport in general, I really believe has those natural leadership instincts, and he showed it so well over so such a long period of time here in New York. So I'm going to say that he's kind of starting with a bit of an edge. And I actually think that maybe his – now, it's not like he hasn't been involved with business, but, he, but it, it hasn't been his focus, especially at this scale until now. I think his naivete is actually going to be a massive advantage of his to where he's not going to come in with some of the preconceived notions that maybe other straight business people or straight CEOs might have in that space because he's going to come at it from a different angle of, you know, of a bit more of a general like leadership, like we're going to get it done, we're going to build a team perspective. So look, how is he going to perform when the pressure is really on and he has to make like, you know, mega multi-million dollar decisions and in, in, in long-term, you know, long-term cuts or, or decisions? I don't know. But I think he has two advantages. One, that he's a proven leader just in general. And two, that he has he's going to be a little bit naive. And I think that's a massive advantage to not be already sucked into that world. So another thing that I'm thinking about is I don't believe that this will change Derek Jeter's brand at all because as the CEO of the Marlins, I can't tell you that another CEO of any other professional sports team that I've ever seen. So it's not like I'm expecting Yes, Derek you can. CEO of sports teams? Yeah. Think about it. Um what? Oh, uh smoking. Uh, smoking illegal Dude, Mark Cuban, man, Cubans. Oh. Cuban was the was the uh, that was the. For, well, obviously, no one can see this, but uh, it was we we're doing. I was doing a little charades for Rob there. I was looking like I was smoking a big fat Cuban cigar, and and it didn't quite well, hit. But there, so, that's a CEO. Okay, so I, I can tell you all about the owners. I guess we'll say. I guess I didn't put together owner slash CEO. Yeah, in, there. in that case, he's a little bit different because he's so active. Right, um, but I think that Derek Jeter will very much be. As meticulous and crafted as he always is, I don't expect him to start being on all the talk shows or anything. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Jeter does here. And I think you're going to start to see some short-term criticism because when all of a sudden Derek Jeter's name is attached to the Marlins, once those papers get signed, now people are going to expect a winner quicker than you think that you can. But take a look at what Theo Epstein did with the Cubs, which is in the best case scenario possible. I don't remember if it was a three or a five year plan. And halfway through it, all the fans were like, what's up with this dude? This isn't exactly what I signed up for. Naturally being impatient here, knowing that these things do take time and Jeter and this group are going to have to change the entire organization. And you're crazy if you think that the owner who uh, didn't run things correctly, that somehow that's not going to seep all the way through the organization. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, th I think it's it's just obviously it is natural to bring in your tendencies and background into an organization when you come in. I mean, I think that's just kind of like that can either be a really positive thing or it cannot be, depending on you know what what pieces of that you bring to the table. So, how much does the Marlins being in Miami? Uh, is that a positive for their marketability, knowing the size of the market? And they've always, I felt, been an undertapped team because 
I always liked their logo when they were an expansion team. Like, they should be way more relevant than they are. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, the, the, the South Florida sports market is kind of tough. It's like total hit or miss, I feel, you know? And, um, you know, we're, we actually just opened up an office boots on the ground down there. And so it's like we're – we're in we're in it a little bit more than we have been in the past so it's kind of one of those things where i mean you think of any sport forget baseball just like any sport down in florida it's kind of like when the team's doing amazing everyone's talking about it and then when they're not doing amazing they're doing like fine or poorly like no one shows up and so i think that's just a challenge of that market in general so they're gonna have to do two things one they're gonna have to obviously build a winning team that's going to be a, obviously a massive catalyst for people to watch and pay attention and to show up. But on the flip side, too, how, as an organization outside of just the team's performance, can they create an environment to where people are going to continue to show up because they're invested? And that's something I definitely feel like a lot of teams actually don't ever get to, but something that is definitely changeable, but it takes a lot more. It's actually probably harder than, than building a winning team. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, there's nothing else to do down in Miami, right? <laughs> no, not at all. No, there's nothing, nothing ever going on in Miami ever. So time for my takeaway. And, and this is from the sports fan in me. And it certainly applies to business is patience. Even though Derek Jeter and this ownership group are in there, Marlins fans are going to need to be patient because yeah. it's going to take a lot of time. I mean, if someone were to say over under on 10 years on the Marlins making the world series, nonetheless, winning the world series, right. I'd be like, man, that may be a little bit aggressive there. That's what they are giving. What they are giving is hope, but just like in business, have long-term thinking because every day you've got to make sure that you do whatever you can to make today better than yesterday. And I know Derek Jeter is going to be bringing that to Miami. So congratulations to Marlins fans. Yeah, it's exciting for them. And I think it'll be cool to watch. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table from a business and leadership perspective. So it's going to be cool. And I think it's going to be good for Miami in the long run. I completely agree with you on the long-term valuation and the long-term view of it. It's not like it's going to turn around in a year or two. It's just not, it's just too many moving parts. It's still too big of an organization. It's going to take years to really start to implement some major changes. Right. And so there's still going to be politics involved no matter you know who owns it so i i would just say like yeah patience is going to be key just like i think from what i want to see from jeter side and the rest of the organization side at the top is going to be really like tell your fans and and baseball fans in general what the vision is like what where is it now and where are they taking it because i i think if they can give baseball fans and Marlin fans an idea of like what they're aware of and, and be totally honest about it. Like, look, we know this piece isn't good. We know we're struggling here, but here's where we ultimately want it to be. And we see it's going to take five years stand by us. I think that's going to be what gets fans, people, and even myself on board to say, all right, I see where this is going and, tr- and track the progress. So Brian, it's been a hot minute since we've had an action item at the end of one Ooh. of our shows. Ooh. What do you want to throw out as the action item Ooh. on this bad boy? Wow, that's a curveball. Man, all puns intended on that one. Yeah, so <laughs> what do you got going on from a video show standpoint? Maybe we'll plug that as the action item. All right. Let's action- get some feedback on that. Let's get some feedback. All right, so then the action item is, for anyone who doesn't know, if you don't know, um, launched a weekly vlog series called Growing Bold, B-O-L-D, Growing Bold. We're on episode five. We're five weeks into this. Um, it's on my Facebook. It's on YouTube, pretty much everywhere else. You can follow me at Bold CEO. 
everywhere. So you can, whether you want to watch it on Facebook or the YouTubes, um, hit it up and definitely give me real feedback. Give us real feedback because we're trying some things differently. Episode five was very different than the prior episodes. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, man, we're just going to keep pushing this thing and trying to make good content, dude. Tell a story, tell a real story. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah.